There we go. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? It is us, the men from Tales of the 2%. And welcome back again to another episode. Guys, we have been doing this for quite some time. And we had to do it and come back only for you, man. We do this for our teaching brothers out there who represent the 2%. We do this for everyone in the field of education because this platform is for y'all. It's bigger than us, man. But uh, I couldn't do this by myself. I got to get the guys up in here, man. We still going to be out of here soon. So uh, let's get the guys up in there, man. First and foremost, coolest TDS to ever touch down in your town. Nazi Delta, yeah. What's going on, boy? What it do? There he is, man. There he is, man. Let's go ahead and get him up in here. Mr. Too Cool for School himself. The one, the only, Antoine Lewis. What it is, boy, boy? Hey, what's going on, good people? What's there happening? There he is. There he is. And last but certainly not least, my tap twin, my tap brother. You know him. You love him. America's favorite science teacher, Donnie Williams. How you doing, sir? What's up? I'm well. There he is, man. There he is. And we are the gentlemen of Tales of the 2%. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and cut the music off. First and foremost, I got to say something, man. I got to first tip my hat to these guys because these guys keep me on point, even when I don't want to be on point. That's right. Iron sharpens iron. And I am thankful that my team is strong, man. Uh, Najee, bro, how you been, Phil? Man, I've been good, man. It's actually been a good week. Um, you know, I was able to kind of walk around the district and uh, celebrate teachers of the year, principal of the year, um, all the educators of the year. And, um, yeah. you know, looking forward to this upcoming week. So let's get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Najee is a former teacher of the year with his prestigious and esteemed self. Antoine, man, how's it been for you this week? Hey, man, it's been pretty good, man. Um, on the surface area, you know, been running into some stumbling blocks. Um, but, you know, kind of count it all joy. When you yeah. run into stumbling blocks, man, you know, you got to lift the pain. So yeah, just trying to run through it, keep myself moving. I know it's a greater purpose of why I go through these trials. Yeah, you know, just got to make it all joy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a word right there. That is a whole word right there. Don, how you been, man? Doing good. I can't complain. You know, this past week was a busy week, but a good week. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. And for me, man, and it's always interesting in uh, Wilson Enterprises. And I'm just thankful to be amongst the number one more time, man. Just good stuff, guys. But for those of you who don't know, man, we are Tales of the 2%, man. And remember to follow us at Tales of the 2%. Uh, where am I? There we go. Follow us at Mr. TOTP on Twitter at Tales of the 2% on Instagram. Join the conversation on our Facebook group at Tales of the 2% podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, leave us a teacher's lounge confessions. Email the show at TOTP podcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 470-765-8688. That is so we can tap in and you guys can hear from us so we can hear from you. And again, wherever you listen to us, man, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and five-star rate us man now like all good teachers we got our lesson plan in place we're gonna kick things off with the warm-up and uh it's gonna be a real good show man so let's get this music going all right our warm-up for today man we're going to try to run through this real quick we call this the alphabet aerobics and our topic today is snacks so you got to give me a snack for every letter in the alphabet from a through z 
it's going to go just like this. I'm, as a good teacher, I'm going to model these instructions. We're going to go me first. Then we're going to go Donnie. Then we're going to go Najee. Then we're going to go Antoine. And we're going to go in that order. Me, Donnie, Najee, then Antoine. Fellas, we good? We good to go? All right, man. Let's do it. So if we are doing it is. Let's, we're doing snacks and we're going um a yo i can't even lie apple jacks is a snack for me man i love eating like dry cereal apple jacks that's eight b is for banana <laughs> your healthy self man i'm gonna go with the candy crunch <laughs> there it is hey man i'm gonna go with the uh the danables the danables the, the drinkable yogurt? The drinkable yeah. yogurt. Damn yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Um, that's F. F, it might not be a snack, but I consider it a snack. French fries. French fries are one of my favorite snacks. Boots, but I'm so, I love French fries. Donnie, what you got for G? Um, uh, did we do E? A, B, C, D, E. Oh, no, I got E. My fault. I took F. Okay, <laughs> let me go with E. I'll give you one for E. Um... Dang, I got one for E. Donnie, give me one for E. Egos. Egos. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm teaching. That. I don't <laughs> nah. know the dog on. I don't know my dog on alphabet. That's crazy. All right, so E F. All right, Najee's on you. I'm gonna go with the granola bars. Oh, I'm on F. No, 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 no. You good? You good? Yeah, you, I, you, you right. Oh, go ahead and go to G. Yeah, you right. Okay, I'm granola bar. There we go. It's on me. Let's see. Yeah. E F G H. Um H, man. I'm definitely gonna go with uh whoo, that's a tough one. H. Uh Hoagie Cakes. Hoagie mm. Cakes. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Son. Yeah. Son, Hoagie yeah, Cake. Yeah. Hostess Cake. I won't do no holes over here, man. No holes over here, man. That brings me to that brings me to I everybody's favorite snack ice cream you scream we all scream for ice cream baby mm, good one j is for jello yeah yeah i was going i, I was going ins- look look i was going to insert a bill cosby joke but that's going to get us canceled so go to the next letter <laughs> uh, yeah 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 let's <laughs> i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with klondike bar yes sir back yes, to sir. that ice cream. Hey. Hey Najee, hold on, wait, Najee. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Hey, look, <laughs> hey, not for real. Hey. <laughs> Let's see, it's on me. H I J K L. Um, man, L. We're gonna go with uh. Let's see, L. Snacks. Hey, we're gonna go with candy, man. Lemon heads. Can't go wrong. Yes, sir. With lemon heads. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Candy later on, y'all. Yeah, boy. Okay. H I J K L M. Um, M and M's. There it is. We're just gonna stick with candy. M and M's. Hey, that's a good one. Um, N is for Nestle Crunch Bar. Yeah. All right, I got. Oh, I'm gonna go with them Oreo. Yes, good sir. one. Good one. Good one. Hey, I'm next. Uh, me and my coworkers, we be messing up some popcorn, boy. Oh yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna have to Google this because I don't know a single snack that starts with a Q. 
snack food. A Siri, what starts with a Q? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Hold on, Q snack food. That's a good one. Hold on, Q snack foods. Quaker oats. Nobody <laughs> eating Quaker. <laughs> Ain't nobody in Quaker Oats. Oh, hey, hey, hey. there you go. Quaker Oats. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Q. Okay, Donnie, you on R. Q R. Okay, for this one, shout out to my big brother, Fernandez Moore, because I grew up watching him eat these all the time. Uh, the little um, rectangular shaped candies, the Red Hots. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh, son, I can't mess with no Red Hot. Struggling. All right, I got S. Uh, hey, look, I like to snack on these when I'm not feeling well, so I'm gonna go with them saltine crackers. Okay, okay, okay. Thought you was gonna say Skittles. (laughs) Thought he was gonna say Snickers. So I got T. Let's see, T. We're gonna go with uh, snack love T. Ooh. Man, I'm stumped on tea. Toaster uh, strudels. Toaster strudels. Y'all boys eat good. Yeah, we used to get them, but we used to get the off brand. It didn't come with the little stuff you put on top. Man, what you okay, talking about? Okay, I, was, okay. I was a pop tart. We just fan. had the toast, no strudel. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, QRST. Dang you. Siri, you snack foods. Let me see what this is. Man, I don't know nothing. I start with you. Oh, okay. You unbelievably delicious muffins. That's my you snack food. That'll work. work. That'll work. (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) All right, Uh, Don, you got V. Okay, one of my personal favorites, vanilla wafers. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. You oh, eat. man. So I'm, I'm going on the healthy side right now, man. So when you eat your oatmeal, you got to have those walnuts. Got no, to have some walnuts. I've never yes, tried oatmeal walnuts. with walnuts. Protein, man. Hmm. Yeah, the dates I, and walnuts go hard. I'm going to try that. Let's I'm going to try that. I got X. Uh... Just, just say extra some, candy. Uh, right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah. Let me get a, let me get an extra pair of uh, chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me get. Probably got to go with extra. Yeah, extra. That, 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 exactly extra how they spell it too. X T R A. Extra. That's how they That's spell it. it. Extra hot. W X Y. Um, dang, what snack food starts with why? Uh, yellow pound cake. There it is. Oh, gotta go with yogurt. Yogurt, yeah, yogurt. There it is. Yogurt, yogurt. I'm I'm a sucker for some, uh, I'm a sucker for some yo plate. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Good one, good one, good one. Yeah, yeah. All right, right. Y and Z, Don. All right. If you don't say zebra cakes, we're fighting. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. They I'm even got zero cake donuts, mini donuts that they just came out with not too long ago. Well, where, where they got mini? No, 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 no. Where are these zebra cake donuts at? Uh, man, you can find them at uh, Food Depot. First time I saw it was at the gas station. I went ahead and snatched me a bag. 
Never so I know how to eat. eat. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have learned nothing from this warm-up, is that the brothers of the 2% love the snack. Yeah, we put it down. We put it down. We hold, we hold it down. Hey, there it is, man. That's our warm-up for today. Donnie, go ahead and give us our announcements and our learning objectives, sir. Um, Clayton County Public Schools uh, annual open enrollment provides an opportunity for eligible employees to review and make changes to their insurance benefits. Annual open enrollment dates are October 17th, and it just ended uh, November 4th, 2022. So, yes, right. ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all got those open enrollments. And also, Donnie, tell them what is happening on Tuesday. What's Tuesday, bro? Uh, Tuesday, please go ahead and make sure you all make it out there. Uh, there are many polls uh, open at Clayton County Public Schools uh, on site for voting. So yeah. if you haven't, please go ahead and make sure you make arrangements to go out there and vote. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Voting is happening Tuesday, a.k.a. school is closed. Please get out there and vote. Hey, man. So let's go ahead and jump. Let's kind of let's kind of leapfrog a couple quick things. We're going to jump straight into our academic discussion, man. And our phenomenon for today, guys, and forgive me if I ain't share the right thing with y'all about, but our phenomenon for today is actually teacher isolation. That's what we're working with and talking a little bit about today. We're trying to learn to talk more about how to communicate the cause and effect of teacher isolation and met pretty much the guiding question is why is teacher isolation such a common thing and that's what we're going to start off with right now with everybody uh so antoine man why is teacher isolation such a common thing teacher isolation is such a common thing because your whole life you have been taught to be self-sufficient your whole life you have been taught if you want something to done right do it yourself yeah your whole life, especially as a black man, we have always had to fight for our own selves and for our own uh, respect and things of that nature. So it spills over into the classroom. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, men in the classroom don't ask for help or teachers in general because it makes you look weak, might yeah. make you look like you don't know what you're doing. And when you look that way, it sends a bad message out to your peers. So they'd rather do it alone by themselves to reach out and ask for help, man. Self-sufficiency. Yeah. yeah. Now, Najee, with you being the TDS, man, again, uh, we, we know you go in and out to schools. You've been around the district and all these other type of things. Why do you think teacher isolation is such a common thing? Well, first and foremost, uh, and that's a great question, Jeff. Teacher isolation to me is a subconscious mindset that has been developed in education. Mm-hmm. Where there is competition, there is pressure. Mm-hmm. Teachers competing against one another on test scores, schools yeah. competing against other schools, district competing against other districts, states versus states and so on. So there is no I in team, but as Kobe stated, there is a me. <laughs> right? And teachers feel as though I need to only focus on my students to uh-huh. succeed. And I get it. Right. We all get it as educators. And with that. That causes a sense of isolation because I have to prepare for my students. You don't understand what my students need because I know what my students need versus what our students need. Because at the end of the day, we have to own our own data. We have to own um, where our district is as a whole. So oftentimes teachers just lock themselves and in rooms so they can plan only for their students and 
Um, sometimes that causes an isolation. I don't think it's due to personalities, but I will speak on that as we move forward. Yeah, yeah. Now, Don, I'm, I'm going to throw a different question at you, bro. Um, is teacher isolation just part of the job? Is it part of the job? Like, Is it something that we're all just expected to deal with? Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate on this one, and I'm going to say yes, especially if you're a black male teacher, you should. And if you're looking, if you're aspiring to thrive in education, uh-huh. then yes, you should expect it um, because and it all starts with the purpose of you being there. So the interesting thing about this topic, to me at least, is that, you know, I view it this way. You know, even though the topic talks about teacher isolation, you know, there's a difference between isolation and solitude. So Mm. if I know that I want to be legendary, if I want to do something meaningful, make a huge impact in education, and I know what the statistics say, that there aren't very many men that Mm. are in the profession and I'm looking to thrive. That's something that I need to be mentally and psychologically aware of before I even step foot into the classroom. So right. from that point, it's, it's transforming, at least in my eyes, my opinion, it's transforming from isolation to solitude because you isolate something when you have intentions to kill it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're sick, right? You quarantine, you isolate until you kill whatever's going on, until you kill whatever's infecting you. But when you're in solitude, you're in a place of deep reflection. You're trying to focus on how to get better. So if I'm working, walking in the classroom every day, and again, I know I'm the only person that's going to look like me, I'm going to lace up my bootstraps every day and focus and, and focus on thriving in the midst of all that solitude. Um, look at everybody that came before you, you know, um, African-American athletes and, and politicians and scientists and uh, the the first few black African, um, first few African-American men and women that stepped foot into the classroom, they understood, they understood what, what they were facing. However, mm-hmm. they were looking to obtain something they never had before by doing something that they had never done before. So to, to a certain extent, yeah, you should expect to thrive, especially if you're reflecting on your purpose. If your purpose is to make an impact and this is the profession that you're deciding to get in and you're dedicated yeah. to it, then yeah, you, you get used to that, that, that so-called isolation, but focus on getting better. Turn the isolation into solitude. Man, pause, bro. I like that. That boy said a word. Isolation. That was good. Solitude. Yes, Son. sir. Yes, sir. That was good. Hold on, bro. I got to stop this now because you you actually dropped something in me that I never really you, you said something that I never really would have thought of. There's a difference between isolation and solitude. And that's really important, bro. Like so when you isolate something, you try to kill it. And bro, that that yeah. hit me right there in the gut right there, because so many teachers operate in isolation not really understanding that what they're doing is killing the learning environment. They're killing the experience <laughs> yeah. in the classroom. They're killing off what could be because they're choosing to operate isolation as compared to solitude, which is just a state of deep reflection. Like, okay, I didn't do right, but I could do better. Or this didn't go right. That's Let right. me change this. Bro, come on, bro. I'm about, boy, boy, I'm about That's to good. run with that one. I'm about to run all the way that with, with that one, man. Hey, we are on the abbreviated schedule today, though, man, because we got a pep rally to get to later. So we on the abbreviated schedule later, man. <laughs> so 
let me let's let's go ahead and jump to this question because I do want to hear you guys' opinion on this, man. Are black men expected to thrive in isolation? I'm gonna throw that to you first, uh, Antoine. Are black men, even black male educators, are we expected to thrive in isolation? I'll be honest with you. Uh, in my opinion, I think because there's so few of us, I think uh, we're not expected to thrive in isolation. Um, and sometimes I think we're not expected to thrive at all. Mm. And, and, and let me uh, break that down for a minute. If you've ever seen one of your African-American male co-workers, right? Mm -hmm. He always got somebody helping him do something. Mm -hmm. He's always, oh, can, or even him, he's asking somebody, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? Yeah. Uh, uh, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And so I think the average woman teacher looks at a black male uh, educator as he's always going to need something mm. and, and, and he's always going to need to reach out. He's always going to need me to make sure he gets to that meeting on time, make sure he has this turned in on time. And I'll be honest, I've been that black male for a minute until I had to start telling myself, wait a minute, hold on. Why do I need somebody else to help me govern certain things that I need to be accountable for. And so wow. once you start taking accountability for your actions and what needs to be done, then you can thrive better. So, you know, I think we're expected to thrive in isolation, but I don't think it's, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 Agree, man. That's, that's actually really important. It's it, the expectation of, of black men in the classroom. It varies between whoever you're talking to. So again, Najee, as a TDS, you 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 help train the teachers. You help them see certain different things, man. Are, are is it expected for black men to thrive in isolation in the field of education? Uh, I wouldn't say expected, but I would just say that when black men do come into education, we have to remember that it's only two percent of us. Yeah. So in education, so we're talking about it may be one or two black men in most schools so yeah. we can't collaborate with one another so that removes that from us being able to go collaborate with another black man in the school building because that person may teach a different content than i teach so i'm spent more time i spend more, most of my time collaborating with majority women because it's it's a it's a profession mostly dominated by women and oftentimes you know as black men we don't know how to you know, stand up and speak towards some of the issues that a yeah. lot of the women are having in their classroom because that that's not our issues or some of the challenges that are good. So we put ourselves in some sort of isolation. So we isolate ourselves to some degree because that's not my problem or I, I don't understand, you know, the struggles that you're dealing with because I'm not dealing with those type of struggles. Yeah. So yeah. we isolate ourselves to some degree so that we can make sure that we're doing what we need to do for our kids because again, what those, what those people problems are is usually not our problems. And we don't have like-minded people, or, you know, again, other black men in the school building to collaborate with. That's true. That's, that's really mm. real. And I think, I think that does play a big part into isolation is the fact, even if there are multiple, cause I, I'm fortunate enough, there's another black man on the team that I teach with, but because of so many different varying things, and even because we teach a different subject, 
I rarely get to go down and just hang out and talk and say, hey, bro, how are you? What's going on? Like we talk in passing. And then, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of schools, the only other black male educator is the PE coach or the gym coach. And they way over in the gym. So, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. How that leads to right. isolation. Donnie, man, what you think, bro? Is Are black men expected to thrive in isolation? Yes. Much similar to what Antoine stated earlier, you know, I believe the exact same thing. Yeah, we're expected to. However, the circumstances, one might believe that it's set up in a way that we aren't, you know, just like you said, you know, a lot of our conversations with uh, our brothers are in passing. I, I can tell you from experience right now that the only time that I get to see uh, my my uh, colleagues, black male colleagues are in passing because the only other ones that are in science are connections, science yeah. teachers. So, you know, a yeah. lot of time I'm either seeing them on my way or dropping my kids off or, or picking them back up. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only black male uh, science teacher that's in my grade. So, you know, um, I do believe that we are expected to succeed. I would hope the higher ups would, you know, would want us to succeed as well because, you know, our children's future is riding on us. Agreed. Uh, however, the way, however, the way the infrastructure is often set up, schedules and whatnot, you know, some, someone outside looking in might say that it'd be easy to say that they're not really promoted, uh, promoting camaraderie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Man, that is true. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in this. We are definitely coming back for a part two, talking about this teacher isolation. There's actually somebody who I want to bring in that's going to join us for our next episode. Uh, our a good friend, Mr. McKenzie Smith, reached out to me, uh, who's assistant principal over in uh, Fulton County Public School, said, man, I got to come back on the show. So we're going to get Mac to tap in next week. And we're going to finish up this conversation about teacher isolation, man. So good topic, good discussion, fellas. And if anything y'all learn from this academic discussion is what Donnie said, man, there's a difference between isolation and there's a difference between solitude. Operate in solitude and not isolation. Don't kill yourself off trying to work alone, plain and simple. But uh, with that being said, before we head on over to this pep rally, Antoine, take us to the teacher's lounge, my friend. Teacher's lounge, teacher's lounge. Before we get started, um, I need you to understand that when you go in these teacher lounge, uh, please make sure you clean up after yourself. The microwave please. was horrible last week. Please. please, please, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All right, so here we go. Teacher's lounge confessions. Uh, the title of this one is called You Tried It. All right. So teacher wrote in and says, performing Mozart should have been the highlight of my middle school chorus class. But after a few uninspired attempts, an exasperated student raised her hand and said, Miss Willis, we want to sing music from our generation, not yours. Ooh, talk about shots fired, right? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the question. What generation do your kids think you are a part of and what have you ever done to prove your youth? I'm gonna throw that one out to uh, Donnie, Donnie. What's the oldest or wildest thing a, a kid has ever said to you to make it seem like you grew up with dinosaurs? <laughs> First and foremost, I just want to put a disclaimer out there to our listeners who might not be in education or interact with kids very often. But 
just putting it putting this out there children have no concept of age oh yeah They're right yeah. right yeah. they, they yeah. have they have no, no concept of age so i want to say i was working i was working at a camp actually and i had to have been in my mid 20s i say i was around 25 maybe even 26 a student uh camper walked up to me and said um mr williams how old are you my intention was to be funny I said, uh-huh. oh, I'm in my late 40s. Oh. The kid said, wow, you're in really great shape. What do you do to keep up with this <laughs> I ended up putting my own foot in my mouth. I was so mad. I was so mad. My man gave it to you. Like, yeah, he's good for 40s. Really? Like, uh, yeah, you're in great shape for a 40 year old. Wow. Crazy, right? Jeff, let's throw this one over to you, man. Hey, What's man. something a student ever said to you to make you feel like you was outdated? I'm not going to lie, bro. My kids think I'm a baby boomer, son. My kids think my oh, kids what? think I, my kids think I'm a baby boomer, son, because I like I like jazz music, I like gospel music, and I'm always talking about like you know stuff from back in the day. They think I was like around for like World War II and stuff like that. <laughs> and, then, and then it don't help that I let my beard grow out, so I like I got gray hair sprouting through it. And I don't know what it is about one gray hair seemingly adds fifty years upon your face. So these kids think I'm at least seventy something <laughs> right. right now, bro. So the the it it what made it bad is so I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm old, right? So one day, I can't remember what the name of this song was, bro. I tried to do one TikTok and almost tore my kneecaps out the frame. And I was like, mm, not gonna do that again. <laughs> Never again. Yep, exactly. You exactly right. Mr. Wilson is pushing 70 something. My knees hurt. <laughs> okay. I got you, man. Hey, that's crazy, right? Najee, what you got, man? Hey man, so uh I remember back when one of my students, and it's been a few years back, uh, one of my students was like, and I'm 36 right now, right? And um, so I think I was in the classroom at 33, right? And one of my students was like, Mr. E, you know, you older than my mama. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. And mind you, I teach middle school. Yeah. yeah. I'm older than your mom, so I'm ancient to you. I'm more like a granddad. Right, right. So, um, I mean, you know, I try to dress down. I remember when they walked in, I was trying to play like some Chris Brown or something to be here. They're right. like, what you doing listening to that music? I was like, yeah. <laughs> they don't even want you to be here, even if you want to be here. Right. They like, you just you supposed like, you to be old. To know that song. Yeah, That's man, that crazy. was my experience. Antoine, come on, Man, bro. you know what? Let's see. When I sit and think about it, oh, uh, yeah, if y'all watch sports and, and, and everything, y'all, y'all know this, the, the little dance called the Gritty. Yeah. Little kids do the little hop, skip yeah. dance. So yeah. every now and then, I'm talking about I do inappropriate stuff during the most serious time. So we getting ready for a test. Nah, I'm busting out in the gritty, dog. I'm just, uh, That's right. uh, I'm just getting down. Everybody like, do it again, do it again. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I can do anything y'all do. Yeah. Antoine, the only one who, better. Pass, who could pass the test, man. The rest of us just old. Yeah, man. So sometimes you got to show them what y'all do. We didn't did it. Hey, 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 we, we the new Puff Daddy. We sampling everything. Uh, Nothing new under the sun. Right. Hey, man. That's going to wrap up Teacher's Lounge Confessions, man. Y'all tune in next week for the next letter. Appreciate it, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Najee, let's jump straight to the day to dig, brother. 
All right, so it's data dead time. So let's talk about these numbers real quick. K-12 workers are more burnt out than any other worker in America finds a Gallup poll of 12,319 full-time U.S. employees. More than 44% of K-12 employees feel always very often burned out. Teachers are suffering the most in this cohort with more than half, 52% reporting burnout. The findings are indicative of the chronic stress that has plagued teachers since the pandemic began, contributing to the widespread teacher shortage. They've had to teach children how to read over Zoom, help teens deal with deteriorating mental health and navigate changing COVID-19 protocols. Along the way, they've been asked to sacrifice their life and health as they work through the height of the pandemic and mass school shootings. So the question for you all, fellas, and you can just popcorn in, with so much facing teachers today, what more can be done to stop teacher isolation and offer more help to all educators? Um, I think it's something that has to start from the top down. And I think when admin really admits and when all the people that are in charge really admits that there's a problem, we'll be better to able understand it and attack it. And then also, too, I think it is going to take more teachers speaking up to say, hey, I am tired. Hey, I am burnt out. Hey, I do have too much on my plate before we really get to uh, uh, get to the table, really understand things. And then the last thing I think is really just going to take other teachers saying, hey, I got your back. Like so like uh, we've been talking about so many of us operate isolation that we forget to kind of stick our head up and see that so many people are going also going through the same things that we're going through. And, you know, to piggyback off that, man, uh, it's okay to admit when you're drowning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay yeah. to admit, hey, listen, uh, I'm not doing too well. And when somebody admits that to you and being vulnerable, um, either you should just listen or try to offer a solution. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of uh, isolation means we don't like to tell people when we are in trouble. Yeah. We do not like to admit or be vulnerable to say when we are in trouble. And once you're drowning, you're almost to that point where you're in a hole you can't get out of. Mm. So I think the best way to do that is, is admit it. Tell somebody, I need help with this. Um, yeah. And I know with E being in the county, you know, there are a lot of resources that teachers do not take advantage of. Yeah. They don't take advantage of these resources. And that's why we're drowning because we're trying to build a house without tools that we need. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Donnie. Yeah. Not waiting until the end of the year after a test that you didn't stress me out about a hundred plus days. And after the kids that ran me ragged to promote togetherness amongst the staff across mm to everybody. One of the coolest things that we've ever done in my short run as a teacher, um, e, you know exactly what I'm talking about at the end of the school year, um, admin worked with the academic coaches to kind of create like a, I, I don't even know what you call it. It, it wasn't a, a field day or what have you, but it was kind of like a, a day where we just came in and we were just, it, it was, it was one day during post planning, but like we didn't have to worry about a single thing that was typed out on on an agenda we, we we had a kickball game we played cards uh we played music the coaches cooked out they they served food everyone 
just got an opportunity to come to work in a weird way and not just have to come to work and honestly just not have to worry about work. I know that might seem bad or uh, taboo, but not waiting until the end of the year to kind of have those days, you know, to, to, to kind of ease up off the gas some and just remind yourselves that, oh my, oh my God, yeah, I, I am human. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm somebody beyond a shirt and tie or a textbook or a PowerPoint or some data. So you're not, not, not waiting to the end of the year where my tank is on E and I, I'm just ready to peel out of here, you know, just kind of like, you know, those periodic reminders that, you know, we're human and it's nice to connect with people. It was nice to just to be at work and to sit outside and, and, and see the sunlight. Yeah. I'm in that building for eight plus hours. I, I don't get to see, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to see outside until 4.15. So, you know, not waiting to the end of the year. And then also at the same time, you know, promoting real organic conversations uh, during our plannings without feeling like, you know, we're being hovered over or, you know, following us around with the rubric, you know, um, like, Antoine stated, give us an opportunity, allow me to feel comfortable enough to say that I'm not doing well right now and to seek out those people that can help me without feeling like there aren't going to be any punitive measures in place or if I feel like I'm going to be uh, belittled or what have you. So, yeah. you know, just keep it organic. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to eat. That, that's good stuff. Um, so I, I want to kind of like look at it from a spiritual perspective, first and foremost. But we we work in a thankless uh profession uh because because what we do doesn't get highlighted on a daily what we do in a day doesn't get highlighted so um but i want to go to this um spiritual perspective uh life and death is in the power of the tongue so Mm -hmm. when we begin to isolate ourselves we're putting ourselves in a place where we don't say nothing and one sign of depression is isolation you start mm. to see that behavior shift and the enemy doesn't want you to say anything. And the reason why the enemy doesn't want you to say anything or just open up your mouth is because the more you don't say anything, the more you're putting yourself in a position to hold in everything that you're dealing with, that teacher burnout, that frustration, which which put you in a sense of depression at work. And yeah. when you're depressed, we know that you, you begin to deteriorate as, as Donnie stated earlier, that's that deterioration where, where we begin to deteriorate, where we begin to lose focus. And now we're looking at a mental health thing. So all you have to do to Antoine's point is to say something. Yeah. All right. I, I ask for help. Right? There's help all around you, but sometimes we battle with ourselves and our minds because of the types of school we in, or we're in this isolated state. It could be our personalities, right? We could be introverts. Some people, and we talk about introverts, extroverts. Um, I think that school leaders, to your point, Jeff, school leaders need to do a good job of planning the teams out accordingly, because I can't be on the team. If I'm an extrovert, I can't be on the team full of introverts because introverts power up when they're in isolation. Yeah. Extroverts power down when they're in isolation. Yeah. Right. I I thrive when I'm around a group of people. I start powering up, whereas an introvert, they have to use a lot of energy just to say what's up or to engage in a conversation. But that's for another topic. But I definitely want to kind of just highlight, open up your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you're not saying anything, 
man, you're slowly deteriorating and we don't want that for you. We want you to thrive. We want you to be able to be vocal about what's bothering you, regardless of what it is. As I stated last week in the conversation, be bold, be transparent, yeah. because that's how we thrive in education. And that's how we combat this teacher burnout. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good day to dig, fellas. Good day to dig, man. Real good stuff, man. So I can hear the kids walking down the hallway getting ready for the pep rally, man. So we're going to get to go ahead and get to the end of the show, man. So remember real quick that Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good people over at Crux Media Group. If you want to get your podcast started, email them at info at cruxmediagroupllc.com. They can show you everything from getting your podcast started to getting it monetized. Make sure you contact the people over at Crux Media Group. To get your voice and your podcast heard, that's Crux Media. We are at the crux of podcasting. And also shout out to our good people over at Unfiltered. It's hoodie season. I got the new Unfiltered hoodies out, man. So make sure you visit unfilteredforever.com and check and use the promo code TALES. That's T-A-L-E-S at checkout for 15% off of your order, man. Now, real quick SEL moment for the day, man. And I just want to say this, man. Our SEL moment, and I need everybody, I mean everybody, to stop what you're doing. And come here. Come here real quick. I just got to say this. I'm proud of you. Like, legit. I am proud of you. You didn't quit. You didn't stop. You haven't folded. And you're still standing. I'm proud of you. Classroom environment might be hectic. Admin might be breathing down your neck. You teach it in isolation right now. But know this, man, I'm proud of you. You have been enough. You will be enough. You are always enough. Let me say it to you one more time. You are enough. You have been enough. And you will always be enough. I am proud of you for what you're doing. Your work is not going in vain. We see you. Keep teaching. Keep doing your thing. Keep trying. Keep letting your light shine. Keep putting forth that effort. I, all of us here at Tales of the 2%, we are proud of you, bro. We're proud of you, sis. Thank you for what you do. That is literally our SEL moment for the day, man. I remember how much it meant to me to hear those words from my dad. And often we don't take the time to just say that to one another. But to all these fellas on the screen, now, the fellas on this podcast, Donnie, Najee, Antoine, I'm proud of you guys, man. Y'all are dope fathers. Y'all are dope husbands. Y'all are dope educators. All of our listeners out here right now, I'm proud of y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for everything that y'all have done. Keep up the grind. As I often say, keep your fist up. Keep your faith up. Never stop praying. Never stop fighting. I am proud of you, man. That's our SEO moment for the day, man. Fellas, y'all give us y'all shout outs real quick so we can head down to this pep rally. Hey, I want to send a shout out to Pain. I know I know you want me to quit, Pain, but hey, yeah. guess what? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be back. Speak I'll be to back. Her. There we go. Speak to it. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back, Pain. Yeah. Shout out to Pain, man. It's making yeah. me stronger. Yeah. That's life, boy. That's speaking life. No, nah, for real. What you got, Donnie? Shout outs. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my wife, uh, Antoinette Williams. Um, it's really been a hectic week, but like always, she's been my backbone. She's been my yeah. shooter. So uh, big shout out to you. Love you. No, nah, for real, Miss Williams. We love you, girl. <laughs> yeah, you told me. <laughs> for sure.
Hey, shouts out to um again to all the teachers who are making a difference each and every day. I know it's tough, right? Um, but you just keep thriving, keep pushing. Uh, we celebrate uh, those district uh, winners this week, educator of the year, support professional of the year, classified and certified principal of the year, um, and all the teachers of the year in their school buildings and all the teachers, because you're a teacher of the year um, in my book. So yeah. fantastic work. Keep thriving. Love what you all are doing. Keep moving forward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And again, man, again, I got to shout out all of our listeners, man. Thank you guys for tapping in. Make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate. Thank you guys. There is no tales of the 2% without you, man. Got to send a shout out to my wife and my son. Love you guys to death. Y'all are my heart. I'm coming downstairs. We're going to watch little Einstein's for the rest of the day. I made you that promise. We're going to do it. Forget them lesson plans. We're going to do it. Najee, I want to get you guys out of here on time. Because I promised you that we get down to the pep rally. So we're going to have to put a pin in it and come back to it later, man. Because God don't mind it, I want to hear it. But we're going to come back to it later, man. That's that's cool. That's right. Hey, man, there it is, fellas. So on behalf of the man, the one and only Najee Elta, yeah, on behalf of my boy Antoine Lewis, on behalf of Donnie, the cool tap twin, bro. I am Mr. Williams. We are Tales of the 2%. We got to get down to the pep rally. And we are out of here, man. Love. All right. Awesome. I love it. You guys are so great.